Chapter thirty six of the Barnabys in America by Francis Milton Trollope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirty six. Mrs. Allen Barnaby writes a fascinating account of the springs to the major, which produces a longing desire on his part to repair thither. He hastens to bring his New York business to a conclusion and succeeds among the gentlemen who on the first day of major allen barnaby's dining at new york had pressed round him with civilities of all kinds and offers of commercial aid and assistance in particular in whatever speculation might attract his attention there were two who stuck to him very much more closely than the rest these two gentlemen mr crop and mr fad who had been amongst his earliest acquaintance on board the steamboat from philadelphia and who had paid a good deal of attention to the abundant baggage of the european travellers had not only listened with very particular attention indeed to everything that had fallen from the free-spoken major concerning the ready money he had brought out with him but had even contrived to discover completely to their satisfaction that it had not come in the questionable form of bills of credit the very name of which is peculiarly disagreeable to american ears but bona fide in specie convertible at five minutes notice into the dollars upon which their heart doted the major was fully aware of the peculiar pertinacity of these attractions and was quite as much awake to the fact of their having some particular object in view in bestowing them as they could possibly be themselves but far from experiencing any jealous suspicions concerning their motives or any feeling of alarm lest any of the much celebrated yankee tricks should be played off against him he wished for nothing so much as a fair trial of skill he knew that it would not be made in the same style or with the same weapons to which he had hitherto been the most accustomed but either from natural generosity of temper or a noble confidence in his own innate strength which he knew would render him a match for most men let them attack him in what manner they would either from one or both of these considerations he waited with no small degree of impatience for the opening of the campaign it will be seen therefore that his statement to his wife was in every respect the most candid and sincere possible and that he really told her nothing solely because he had nothing to tell hitherto he had waited with great patience for some hint of their hopes or wishes and he was fully determined to wait with equally great patience for some time longer although it is certain that either from family attachment a love of change or the pleasant thought suggested by the idea of a watering-place he did not see the gay-looking trio set off without feeling a very considerable inclination to accompany them still however he went on for three days longer drinking toddy and smoking cigars with messrs crop and fad without committing himself by any initiative movement and still the conversation at each sitting began and ended by general declarations on the part of the native gentlemen that capital if properly applied by those who know how to make the most of it might just now be turned to tarnation good account and by responses on that of the foreigner that he held the funds he had brought with him quite ready for any investment that promised a profitable return but that of course he should look for good security how long this sort of coquetting might have gone on had nothing occurred to quicken the movements on either side it is impossible to say but the following letter spurred the sides of the major's intent so effectually as to set the machinery he had to deal with very speedily in motion my dear major this place is glorious and unless you soon tell me of some very brilliant and successful coup de main performed at new york i shall continue to think as i do at present that you are losing your time there most abominably the springs they say were never so full it was as much as ever we could do to get two decent bedrooms and i can't boast much of their cheapness however that would not signify you know if you were here donny exerting yourself a little 
and that you might do early and late i can tell you for i hear the billiard-balls clicking the very first thing when i open my window in the morning and to the best of my knowledge and belief they go on all night nor is that by any means all that is going on here i promise you we have got as thorough going a set of card-players as ever i saw that are always left hard at it in the great saloon when all the rest of the company go to bed i can't of course pretend exactly to say what the stakes are but instead of their nasty silver money i observe they write on bits of paper and give one another and i know of old that you always count that a good sign now does not all this make you long my dear donny to reunite yourself to your beloved family however i won't plague you about coming if you think it wisest to stay where you are for i not only give you credit for being as attentive and thoughtful in all matters of this kind as it is possible for a man to be but i am also modest enough to believe that you are likely to know best whether you ought to come here or whether you ought not as to patty she grows handsomer and more dashing and elegant in her style and manner every day it is a thousand pities to be sure that she should be tied up to that lackpenny tornarino for i do think she might have had the pick of the market go where she would however what can't be cured must be endured our nice things in the way of dress are a great help to us i can see that plainly such peeping and peering at our french collars and lace tornorino too looks exceedingly well always dressed to the life i promise you and i can't but say an excuse for miss patty that he looks quite the man of fashion so that altogether our party is not to be sneezed at and i must say that take us one and all i think we are the most stylish set here this can't but be an advantage to you donny if you should take it into your head to come before the season is over but now i must say good-bye for patty is storming at me with her beautiful pink feathers all flying about like wild as she tosses her handsome head because i am not ready to set off for the public walk once more i say come if you can and always dear donny here there and everywhere believe me to be your affectionate wife martha allen barnaby this letter immediately decided the major to bring matters to the point between him and his dear friends messrs crop and fad if indeed they ever meant to come to the point at all but at any rate he was determined to lose no more time and if on that very afternoon he failed to discover a good chance of doing something at new york to set off as early as possible for saratoga on that very afternoon therefore he placed himself as usual opposite his new friends as soon as the dinner-party had dispersed and stirring his toddy very assiduously said well gentlemen i think i must be off to the springs after my wife and family for i really have been making all the inquiries i can about an investment for these few troublesome thousands that i was foolish enough to bring out with me and i can hear of nothing that would at all suit my views your enterprises and speculations here are all upon so large a scale that five or six thousand pounds is like a drop of water in the ocean so i have made up my mind to think no more about it and after seeing niagara and boston i mean to turn my face back again towards europe and content myself with some little speculation there mr crop and mr fad exchanged glances and for a moment both of them remained silent but at length mr crop who was by far the livelier genius of the two suddenly addressed his friend fad in an easy and natural tone which gave to his words the appearance of being perfectly unpremeditated that would be a pity i expect wouldn't it fad i for one should be right down sorry to see good solid capital marched out of such a country as this where it would be sure to bring a good ten or fifteen per cent if it was made the most of i expect it would 
answered fad shaking his head and looking quite sorry think again major allen barnaby sir resumed crop and in the course of to-morrow morning i calculate i might hit upon something or other quite in the ready money line of business that might suit i could have done it before easy enough i make no doubt only truth to speak i didn't know you were so much in earnest or at any rate so much in a hurry why after all you know mr crop said the major smiling that the disposition of a few thousands is not likely to be an object of very first-rate importance to me and that as my family all seem exceedingly well pleased at the springs it is natural enough that i should feel well disposed to join them however i have not the least objection to wait over to-morrow but if you do not in the course of the forenoon favour me with some sort of information a little more definite than any which you have hitherto given me i really do not think you can blame me for leaving the city without giving any further thought to the chances of finding a favourable investment here no sir no blame whatever in course you will be after doing in that respect whatever may happen to the most agreeable to yourself said mr crop with great civility and then added at present to be sure we only seem to be talking for talking's sake that i must confess what say you fad to look in at the bowery he added with an air of indifference this proposition seemed to be well relished by mr fad and the two gentlemen departed together leaving the major to amuse himself again as he had repeatedly done before since his arrival by getting a little picking at chicken billiards at some of the comparatively speaking harmless tables of the commercial city well fad said his friend crop as arm in arm they sauntered off together i really think you must consent to expedite matters a little i expect my fine fellow that it can make no great difference to you whether you are declared bankrupt two months hence or six i expect not much replied fad gaily the fact is that i have a notion my lady is dubitating whether she shan't take a house and give a ball and i was calculating you see that it might be more profitable to give it before than after on account of clearing off expenses why so it might i expect a trifle but nothing comparable to what we should both lose if we should suffer this chap to escape replied mr crop and as to time though i would be the last man in the world to vex dear mrs fad by disappointing her about her ball the whole business will take so little time to get through that i don't consider it will signify a cent to her one way or the other the smash will be over and you up again and as good a man as ever before the winter season is over oh dear yes i know that perfectly well replied fad i am that much used to it like the most of us that i don't mind it the value of that snapping his fingers and therefore i'm your man either for drawing or backing or anything you like that will do then replied crop if you are ready the job is and i won't say but what i shall enjoy it for it's plain to see that this gay london officer fancies himself a devilish deal sharper than anybody as he is likely to meet with here the very fact of his bringing his money out here to speculate with proves that fact don't you see fad if he did not think us that soft that he would take some advantage or other of us do you think he would have taken the trouble to steam out here for the sake of investing his thousands not he take my word for it he thinks to do us mr fad and we'll just see one way and away if we can't do him oh but you forget crop rejoined fad with a roguish sort of wink you forget the gentleman's political principles don't you know that he has come out here out of pure love for our constitution all that's very well when there's no money in the case mr washington fad replied the candid republican but the moment a man mixes up any question of money with his politics i know and so do we all i expect pretty considerably well on this side of the atlantic which is the substance and which is the shadow 
you may say that mr jefferson crop returned his friend laughing but by the stars and the stripes you must not waste any more time in being witty for if i am to put things in train to declare myself bankrupt in two months i must be tarnation active to-day to-morrow and the day after i calculate and therefore i must begin by begging you to go over the whole transaction as it is to be done and performed for our mutual profit and advantage i have got it all as clear in my head as rock crystal said mr crop and i expect he'll do his part of it as gentle as a lamb at our next meeting i'll tell him that you have got an unaccountable good opportunity of buying your wife's brother's share of a fine property in ohio but that for a few months you must borrow a few thousand dollars for which you are willing to give good interest why you don't mean to come upon him smack with a proposal to borrow his money do you said fad shaking his head that will never do i expect not mr fad i should like to know whereabouts you think i was hatched however here we are at the bowery i'll explain it all when we come out our path is as straight before us as the broadway with these words mr crop pushed open the spring doors of the theatre and entered followed by his friend on the following morning major allen barnaby had the pleasure of finding his new friend mr crop better than his word for instead of keeping him waiting till noon for the intelligence he had only half promised to obtain for him he took him aside when they met at breakfast for the purpose of saying that he had now got an opportunity in a little way of showing him what sort of interest might be obtained for money at new york by those who thought it worth their while to look about for it and then he proposed a walk on the battery to give them a leisurely and quiet interval for explanation major allen barnaby readily agreed to accompany him and they set off together mr fad excusing himself from joining the party on account of business elsewhere you must not fancy sir said the american as soon as they found themselves on one of the quiet walks of the beautiful promenade they had sought you must not fancy major that i have been lucky enough to hit upon any grand and great speculation for you no such thing that would require a little more time than you have allowed me i expect but i shall just be able to show you that i have not been talking of what i did not understand when i spoke to you of the rate of interest in new york without dispersing a single cent of your capital you may get at the rate of twenty per cent for only accepting a bill of fads i'll let him have the money with all the pleasure in life for i know my man and instead of ten thousand dollars i'd be happy and proud to lend him fifty thousand but one does not get such a chance as that in a hurry fad wants the money all on a hop you see to purchase his wife's brother's share of a fine property in ohio that must be sold by auction out and out directly because the father you see is dead upon these ten thousand dollars you and i shall make a pretty trifle each by dividing the interest though it's only for a few months but that's the way we do business in new york what do you say to it major allen barnaby why i cannot but feel greatly obliged to you sir for letting me share this profitable trifle with you replied the major but if you know mr fad so well as being himself a perfectly responsible person why should you require an endorsement as far as i am concerned returned crop i would not give a single levy for it but it is the custom you know the fact is that the moneyed men of new york have made it a sort of law expressly for the purpose of turning a few thousand dollars in the year by just signing their names ay ay i see i understand said the major looking perfectly satisfied and i shall be quite ready to give my name for the consideration you mention which i presume is paid in advance certainly major it is always paid in advance said crop but you must see fad of course and settle all about it with him 
and perhaps when the bill is drawn and endorsed you may as well hand it over to me at my counting-house yourself for the interest is a little sharpish even for new york and i see no good to any of us in putting the transaction before the eyes of anybody but the parties concerned i'll tell fad that you will be with him in an hour shall i if you please sir i will not fail to be punctual returned the major and after receiving a card with mr fad's commercial address he returned to the boarding-house and employed himself upon some little jobs that he had to do in his own room till it was time to set off again to keep his appointment when major allen barnaby reached the counting-house of mr fad he found that gentleman seated there alone in the enjoyment of a solitary cigar with a considerable mass of papers ledgers and account-books ranged on the table before him your servant major allen barnaby he said as the gentleman entered you are punctual sir and that's the very soul of business i often say that i have made as much money by my punctuality as by my knowledge of business and that is setting my value for it considerable high i expect pray be seated sir the major accepted the invitation and immediately entered upon the business that brought him there observing that their friend mr crop had promised to be ready at his own counting-house to complete the transaction forthwith i know he will returned fad crop is one of the best fellows that ever lived he knows that it is an object with me to be ready to step in with my money immediately as there is a chance that i may lose the bargain if i don't and i should reckon that a good three thousand out of my pocket considering the pretty bit of property that i have got next lot to it and now sir here is pen and paper all ready shall i draw and you accept or you draw and i back it i'll draw it if you will replied the major carelessly the materials for doing so were placed before him and he began to write i can't say much in praise of your pens mr fad he said first trying one and then another of those that stood in the inkstand before him perhaps sir he added you would be kind enough to give a touch to one of them with your penknife we englishmen mr fad are natty about our pens and i confess i like to write my name legibly whether for ten thousand dollars or ten thousand pounds mr fad instantly started up and retreated with a quill to the window saying if you are natty in using pens major allen barnaby we count ourselves natty in making them if you'll wait one minute sir you shall have one fit to imitate copper plate and he set himself assiduously to the task of turning a goose quill into a pen don't trouble yourself mr fad said the major when the pen was about half made i have found one that will do exceedingly well now then sir have the kindness to endorse it without losing time for i have promised mr griskin to cross to hoboken with him before dinner and it is as much as i shall be able to do to bring the money to you here and then get to the ferry by the time we agreed upon i will not detain you an instant my dear sir cried mr fad hastening back to the table where the major who had completed his part of the business was employed in carefully pressing the bill on a sheet of blotting paper holding in his hand another morsel of the same material in readiness for the endorsement that no time might be lost yet no danger of blotting ensue you will be here mr fad said the major carefully folding up the bill and placing it in his pocket-book i must beg that you won't go till i return for i shall by no means choose to cross the ferry with all this money about me i think i told you my dear sir that i could not leave the office till my clerk came back you may depend upon finding me having received this assurance our friend posted off with all speed to the counting-house of his other new acquaintance whom he found sitting alone much in the same style as he had found mr fad after being again complimented on his punctuality the major said 
i suppose you and mr fad understand one another sir and therefore i have drawn this bill here according to his instructions though the sum is double what you named to me the first words of this speech caused mr crop to start slightly but the conclusion not only chased the feeling of alarm to which the opening had given rise but produced a well-pleased though involuntary smile which spoke as plainly as a smile could speak that the alteration mentioned was anything rather than disagreeable neither the start nor the smile were lost upon the observant major and he too would have smiled in his turn had he not thought it more advisable to look grave there sir he added laying down a bill drawn by him on mr fad for twenty thousand dollars and bearing that honourable gentleman's acceptance on the back of it there sir is the bill according to the request of your friend for twenty thousand dollars instead of ten an increased accommodation to him to which he said you had agreed quite right sir quite true replied mr crop applying himself as he spoke to an iron strong-box which stood ready on the table i told him as i believe i told you that i should not have the slightest objection to advance him fifty thousand if he wanted it i won't say he continued but what i should have tried to make a better bargain for my friend fad if i had known in the first instance when i opened the business to you that the sum would have been so large it's getting a pretty sum considerable easy i expect major allen barnaby very true sir replied the major rather dryly had it been otherwise i certainly should not have accepted the proposal at all for i detest trouble while this was passing mr crop continued drawing a heap of dirty american bank paper from his strong-box till the sum of twenty thousand dollars was laid before major allen barnaby who presented the bill to mr crop in return for it and then took his leave saying i have promised mr fad to return with the money instantly so i must wish you good morning good morning sir good morning returned the civil mr crop attending him politely to the door and so parted those two bright specimens of the old world and the new but in this instance at least if in no other the englishman proved by far the most accomplished knave of the two at least if success be taken in proof of superiority for the well-timed bankruptcy of the excellent mr fad which was of course to throw the whole responsibility on our friend had no more power to prevent the flitting of the active major than it had to prevent his drawing twenty thousand dollars instead of ten in short the englishman proved himself the harder and sharper diamond of the two the major kept his promise very punctually to the eagerly expectant mr fad paying over to him ten thousand dollars of the sum he had received but changing his mind as to his project of visiting the pleasant shades of hoboken he immediately returned to the boarding-house accompanied by a porter to whose truck he consigned all the remaining baggage of the party having taken care before he made his last exit to leave it all in a state ready for removal but let it not be supposed for a moment that major allen barnaby meant to make a clandestine escape from his quarters on the contrary he took the most handsome and honourable leave possible of the master of the establishment paying him rather more than a week in advance and expressing the most flattering regret at being thus suddenly obliged to leave a residence he had so greatly enjoyed and a city he had so greatly admired in consequence of a letter just received from his daughter announcing the painful intelligence that his beloved wife had been suddenly taken ill and wished him to rejoin her instantly mr paring of the boarding-house received both the dollars and the farewell with great politeness and in less than a quarter of an hour afterwards the major his trunks and his pocket-book were on board the atalanta steamboat bound to albany to which place he very audibly told the porter he was going in the hearing of one white and one black domestic at the boarding-house chapter thirty six